At the end of February, a report from the Energy Department was leaked indicating that they believe with low confidence that the source of the pandemic was a lab leak from Wuhan. And this has brought renewed focus to the lab leak theory. Yeah, this is something that we've assumed for quite some time. The question is, why did the Biden administration decide to release this information at this point? Let's dig up some details. I'm Brendan Fallon. And I'm Lee Smith. And we're, we're over, over the, the target. target. What is the origin of the coronavirus outbreak? I guess there still are two main theories. We have the, the lab leak origin that it, the virus escaped or was released from the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the preferred theory of the Chinese Communist Party and, and also certain parties within the US is the natural origin theory that this virus somehow came about naturally and, and spread throughout the world in a natural mode. Yeah, the, pro the problem for the natural origins theory was that there was never any evidence for it. And to, uh, to show evidence, they would have needed a couple of different things, including uh, the intermediate animal. Remember how the earliest theory was that uh, COVID-19 had spread from bats and jumped to a pangolin. Uh, and from there, it jumped to human beings. The problem is, so that's one problem, that they never found that intermediate animal. There are a number of other problems as well, including the fact that by the time COVID-19 hit the human population, it was already doing a lot of damage to people. And that's not typically the way that uh, viruses in the wild operate, where it has to go through uh, several passages before it becomes really uh, infectious and really dangerous for human beings, but that's not what happened to COVID-19. It hit the ground running. That's why many people believe, and that's why there's more evidence for the lab leak theory rather than the, uh, the natural origins theory. But Lee, despite the continually mounting evidence in support of a lab leak from the WIV, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the claims that this could have come about naturally, passing from an animal to an animal, haven't stopped. And the latest in this is a claim coming from Peter Daszak, a longtime collaborator with the Wuhan lab, that it's, it came from a hedgehog. And interestingly, this is in collaboration with a Russian university. I'll just read a little bit from this, this article here. The study was authored by Daszak and by Russian doctors tied to two Russian state-run universities and to the Russian government's federal service for surveillance on consumer rights protection and human well-being. Now the attention could be shifting to hedgehogs. Right. And, and there's reason, unfortunately, why both the United States government and the Russian government appear to be behind this study. Both are protecting their relationships with the Chinese Communist Party. And that takes us into a whole different thing. The idea that Joe Biden is funding a proxy war on Russia's borders, while both the Biden administration and the Vladimir Putin government are looking to protect the Chinese Communist Party from any sorts of uh, uh, accountability regarding the pandemic. Look, it's also very important, I think, to see this through a historical lens. And that is, is that part of Soviet biowarfare doctrine was the idea that you could release a pathogen without being held accountable, that no one would ever really know where it came from. We don't have the evidence right now before us to know whether the uh, CCP released COVID intentionally 
or whether this happened by accident. I'm just saying it's an important thing to keep in mind going forward what Soviet bio-warfare doctrine was. The other thing, and I'll just bring this up about Peter Daszak, as you mentioned, Brendan, I mean, this guy has a long relationship with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and he's done a lot of work in China. And we also know that Peter Daszak was on the ground floor of the cover-up protecting both the Chinese Communist Party and Dr. Anthony Fauci and other American officials from scrutiny. Remember, it was Daszak who put a whole bunch of people together uh, in a group letter saying that, no, 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 the uh, COVID-19 didn't come from a lab leak. It's all natural origins. And of course, it was Peter Daszak, the head of EcoHealth Alliance, who led the investigation that was curiously in collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party into the, the lab leak theory. This was in uh, early 2021. And not really all that surprisingly, the results that came through from that World Health Organization investigation was that a lab leak was unlikely the cause. And of course, this caused international uproar. Uh, people around the world looked at this and realized we're not going to get any genuine information coming through about the origin of the coronavirus pandemic. I think the clearest evidence for the lab leak theory is the cover up. Right. The cover up that Dr. Anthony Fauci was running for which he got a number of different scientists to publish an article saying, no, this is a COVID springs from natural origins. And remember that two of the people on that email chain or two of the people who were uh, who were in the meeting that Dr. Anthony Fauci put together, Kristen Anderson and Edward Holmes, believed that the early evidence showed it was almost certainly a lab leak. Very soon after the teleconference with Fauci, they turned around and published this crucial paper making the case for natural origin. So, again, I really believe that that's extraordinarily telling evidence what was really going on. And after this information came out from, from Fauci and his collaborators in the scientific community that a natural origin was the most likely hypothesis, and after a, the WHO investigation with Peter Daszak suggesting lab leak was unlikely, there was the 90-day the Biden administration investigation. They were really going to the bottom of what had happened. And the result of that was basically inconclusive as well. It was split. Half, half of the departments were saying lab leak. The other half was saying natural origin. What the Biden administration did was they ended the State Department's investigation. That was set up. Uh, during the Donald Trump administration and Mike Pompeo's State Department. So what the Biden team did was they ended that investigation and they stood up their own investigation, multi-agency investigation. And as you say, Brendan, uh, the purpose of it was to be uh, inconclusive. Some agencies said, yes, we speculate with moderate confidence that uh, it was a lab leak. And others said we speculate with moderate or low confidence that it has natural origins, but it concluded saying, uh, we just won't know until the Chinese Communist Party decides to start talking about it and providing us with more information. So the purpose of that Office of the Director of National Intelligence report was to put this whole thing aside, to throw it in a closet and basically ignore the origins of COVID-19. And it made a lot of Americans wonder what is the purpose of having intelligence services if they can't get to the bottom 
of something like the origins of COVID-19 that caused such incredible damage to the United States. Ideally, what would we expect the spy services to come up with in this kind of situation, Lee? What, from all the money, all the funding, the billions of dollars that go into these, these different agencies, what should they be providing in this kind of situation? Well, we know that Taiwan is an ally, and we know that the Taiwanese have extraordinarily good insight into what's happening in China. And my understanding is they had very good insight into what was going on at the Wuhan Institute of Vi Virology. And I believe if you look at the State Department report, Pompeo's State Department report, the different assessments in there, including the fact that the People's Liberation Army had been doing bio-warfare work at the WIV, this is coming from American allies. And that's part of the purpose of what intelligence services do. They work with partners, they work with allies who have better insight than we would. And, um, you know, that is the job of intelligence, uh, of intelligence services, to get to the bottom of what's happening to protect and advance national security. And when you consider the billions of dollars that are spent annually to fund our intelligence services, I mean, it's absolutely outlandish that they produce a document like that, uh, like, like that DNI investigation about the origins of COVID-19. It's obscene, right? It didn't take us that long to find out who was responsible for 9-11. People knew that that had to be resolved quickly and there had to be action taken. So why has there been no resolution to finding out exactly what happened with the origins of COVID-19? It's a common theme I see, Lee, that tends to permeate any international crisis involving the Chinese Communist Party in terms of the, the pandemic, there were very, various interests in the U.S. that um, didn't want to, to damage or compromise their relationship with the Chinese Communist Party. We saw that with the scientific community. There were researchers um, saying that they didn't want to acknowledge, they didn't want to look into the possibility of a, a lab leak because it, it would mean uh, a damage to the collaborative relationship with, with researchers in China. We can look at a clip of that for a moment. I did call up a person I knew who was an expert virologist, and I said, would you help me understand some of these papers that I'm reading? Um, and, and he said, you're looking into whether this is a lab origin. And I said, that's right. And he said, Rich, he said, you know, my lab would get into serious trouble if we helped you. He said, China would find out, undoubtedly, and they would label us as enemies of China that our lab collaborates with China on many things in virology. They're some of the best virologists in the world. And that would, we would be blacklisted. And of course, this situation isn't limited to the scientific community. I think it's something that permeates all levels, all American institutions. I think you're absolutely right. If it was just about protecting the Chinese Communist Party's uh, scientific uh, branch, then we wouldn't have had the entirety of the American press jumping in to defend the CCP. The networked interest between American elites and Chinese Communist Party elites is enormous, as you and I have described a bit here before. And that's why everyone jumped on side to defend the CCP. They weren't only defending the CCP, they were also defending the interest of American elites, not just in the scientific community, but the political uh, and corporate establishment as well, as well as the cultural establishment. The amount of money that's coming in or that's sourced to China that goes to uh, fill the bank accounts of Americans from Wall Street to Hollywood is astonishing. 
So that's why we saw so many people jump on board to defend the CCP uh, from, uh, from any accountability for what happened with COVID-19. And obviously this is a situation that, that endangers Americans, it endangers really the, the population of the world, this, this willingness to continue to, to play with the CCP, this ASP intent on damaging humanity. There was a doctrine that came out from two PLA Air Force colonels in the 1990s, the doctrine of unrestricted warfare, laying out the, the strategy of using all, any and all means to bring down the West. And we see this coming through. We see this with the fentanyl that's coming through the southern border. We see it with the, the intellectual property theft. Any opportunity the Chinese Communist Party has to try and compromise the West, to compromise America, it takes that opportunity and, and twists any, any chance it has to do that, to achieve that end. But what we saw with the advent of COVID-19 was how the Chinese Communist Party had literally poisoned America. And that's what Anthony Fauci and Joe Biden have been covering up. So now we have to ask ourselves, what is the point of releasing this information about the Department of Energy's assessment that they believe with low confidence, albeit, that COVID really did start with a lab leak at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. What's going on here? I think it's an important question, Lee, and uh, maybe there, there is an answer in looking at the, the overall geopolitical situation at the moment with Russia or Ukraine, um, where we have the Chinese Communist Party certainly not stepping back from its rough alliance with Russia. Um, it's interesting, and not shortly after these spy balloons uh, flying around the US, that the energy department, this information should, you know, very conveniently, uh, coincidentally be leaked at this time, signaling that the coronavirus was due to a lab leak. Yeah, right. They're using it as a geopolitical instrument as a very weak one, by the way, right? After sending the spy balloon across the United States and after hovering in the background, though not that far in the background of the uh, Russia-Ukraine war, where the Chinese are giving signals that they might decide to arm their ally, Vladimir Putin, that this is the geopolitical instrument that the Biden White House uses to push back, albeit gently, on China. And we have to ask ourselves if this event, which represented such a catastrophe for so many Americans, is simply being used as an instrument to push back on the Chinese, that's still shameful, right? There are many people who are congratulating themselves for um, many people, especially on the right, who are saying, well, see, we told you, we've, we told you, we've been warning you. And now finally, even the Biden administration, one of their agencies admits finally that it was uh, almost certainly a lab leak. Look, that's not the point, right? The real point is this, is that if the Biden administration just using it as a, uh, a tiny weapon, a water pistol, to push back on the Chinese, we still need to know, the American public still needs to know what happened, right? It's not okay for them to use it as a political instrument. We need to get to the bottom of this. It very clearly indicates that the Biden administration isn't taking this, it hasn't taken the pandemic seriously, it hasn't taken the the actions of the Chinese Communist Party seriously. It's, it's playing a game with this, this intelligence that it has. This is a, a themed situation. You, it, it's a, a general disdain 
for Americans, uh, disdain for their health. The difference between these officials who are so quick to work with the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese Communist Party is perhaps they, they don't necessarily want to harm Americans, but they don't, they don't really care that much if it happens. And you have officials like Anthony Fauci. This is a, an unelected bureaucrat and perhaps the epitome of the unelected bureaucrat problem in America where someone can get so much power and, and be around for so long, like going back to the, the AIDS epidemic in, in the 80s. The data it has not been published. It's That's not wrong. available for anyone to scrutinize. So I think that there's an inconsistency. And they virtually can't be pushed out of office. We know that Trump hinted that he'd try to do this, try to get Fauci out um, in his campaign for the 2020 election. But um, Fauci persists. And he even said he's not, he's not at this stage prepared to say he's not going to continue to collaborate with the Chinese Communist Party. We can look at that clip for a second. When will you as director of NIAID stop funding research in China? Now, thank you for that question, um, Senator Marshall. Uh, we have at the NIH and in other agencies in the federal government had very productive, peer-reviewed, highly regarded research projects with our Chinese colleagues that have led to some major advances in biomedical research. So I don't think I'd be able to tell you that we are going to stop funding Chinese. Yeah, it's just more evidence that Anthony Fauci and large parts of the American bureaucracy are more interested in protecting their relationships with the Chinese Communist Party than they're interested in protecting Americans or saving American lives. It's shameful. One positive that could come from this is the release of this information um, with the advent of the, the Energy Department report release, the Senate has passed a bill that would require the DNI to release their intelligence on COVID. How do you see this, Lee? Do you think this is something to look optimistically at? No, because I, th I think that the bureaucracy will do They've hidden all of this information for several years. So they're going to do everything they possibly can, uh, and, and they'll be able to hide this information. The intelligence services will not give it up. I mean, I appreciate the effort to get to the bottom of this, and there are probably other ways to get to the bottom of it, but it's not going to happen like this. Um, and we do need to get to the bottom of it, Brendan, because as you and I have discussed frequently, we really do need a reckoning for what happened. The people who are responsible, both CCP officials and scientists, as well as American officials, and American scientists and American NGOs need to be held accountable for what happened here. This is the greatest nation in the history of mankind, but we're living with an enormous lie right now. And that's about the origins of COVID and about how COVID has been dealt with, not only from the lockdowns and mask mandates, but to the vaccine mandates as well. The future of our country the greatness of our country and the future of our liberties require us to find out exactly what happened with COVID-19. And that includes its origins, how it started, where it started, who was involved in the work that led to the pandemic. We need to know names. We need to know numbers. We need to know the entire thing because the future of the country really is at stake. And this is a pervasive theme that seems to run through all things COVID, all things related to the pandemic. Yet in the face of that, we've seen some very commendable efforts 
by journalists of particular note as Project Veritas with this admission by a Pfizer exec that they were considering mutating the virus to develop further vaccines. And I think it's quite possibly not a coincidence that in the, the wake of the release of this video, James O'Keefe, the founder of Project Veritas, was disciplined by the Project Veritas board. Shortly after that, the circumstance came about that he no longer works for Project Veritas. This is an indication of the potential backlash against trying to get to the bottom of COVID, get to the bottom of things related to the pandemic. But we have to remain undeterred. Right. Without getting to the truth about the origins of COVID-19, we're going to see cover-up after cover-up that's going to include everything from the mask mandates and lockdowns to the vaccine mandates and whatever the pharmaceutical companies are doing right now. Lee, look forward to doing it again next week. I'm Brendan Fallon. And I'm Lee Smith. And, and we're, we're Over the, the Target. target.